touching on family, about prioritizing that, and I'll let you share whatever you want to share without getting too into it. But during COVID, you decided to make some changes in your life. And I know that you had talked about meditation and you and I both connected, I think somewhat reconnected during COVID about sobriety and how that's affected your life. You've had huge change in your life. Yeah, no, thank you for that opportunity to talk about it. There's a lot to unpack in there. And I think I started meditating with an executive coach and it was really interesting. It was you know, again, we think about failing forward. And I, I I was at Disney and during COVID in my, was it during COVID? Before COVID, my, my boss, the woman who had hired me was leaving. She was retiring. And it was always discussed that I was, you know, she was grooming me for her role. And I didn't get the role. They, they, they had collapsed it into an SVP of creative and production and strategy and account management and operations and finance. And it was this mega role. And they brought in someone who had had CCO, CFO, CEO experience, a true unicorn. And in the process, I got an executive coach, which is one of these corporate gifts that you get, which is pretty amazing when you think about it on your leadership journey. I didn't really know about it. And the first thing that she's like, what do you want to work on? I said, well, apparently I need to work on time management and prioritization. And she's like, I said, so what do you got? Tricks? one sheeters, four quadrants, a schedule, a separate. She goes, no, we're going to get you to meditate. And I said, what are you talking about? She's like, about? yeah, you're a design leader at Disney. It seems like things are pretty, yeah. <laughs> she's pretty like, well here. I think that's it. She's like, it sounds like what you need to do is focus and prioritization to be present. And the hardest thing at Disney for me, besides this left brain, right brain thing. Like I went to Disney thinking I was going to teach what I knew from my advertising experience and agency experience. And I had so much to learn about the business. It was humbling how much I had to learn. And ultimately it was really difficult. It was really difficult because the volume was massive. I think we had 17,000 projects in a year and trying to see everything and touch it and mold it and evolve it and grow it and improve it and hire and work on the budget and work on, it was a lot. And I had to learn to be present and and also to prioritize in the sense of where's my where does my energy need to go where do I need to focus because it, it's scattered you know ADD brain creative brain what's sparkly what's shiny what what can I want to help I'm a fixer and people person how to do that and so I started meditating somewhat reluctantly with my first coach Amy Green and then fast forward to the pandemic and I was kind of a dabbler of of meditation. Fast forward to the to the to the pandemic, and I'm now home all the time. I'm a, I'm a workaholic who loves to travel, who loves input, who loves people, who hates who does it hard finds a hard time to leave the office because I love what I do and I get hyper focused. And then I'm home, so that creates a dynamic of being home. I, we've seventy percent of our team is furloughed, so feel really responsible for all those people. A friend of mine reached out and she said, "I'm doing." a 21 day meditation with Ch Chopra and Oprah launched this free meditation program, 21 days to help the con collective energy of the, of the universe earth in this very difficult time of COVID super as woo woo as it gets. So let's all meditate together and help make the world a better place. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm almost losing my marbles. So it sounds like a good idea. And I had a really hard time actually even sitting still long enough to meditate like 20 minutes sitting in a, like, it was really difficult for me. So I started walking and listening to meditation. So I both started moving more and walking. 
have, I have like chills because I, I had the, the exact same experience. It's so funny. I used to listen to Andy from Headspace. You go, hi, it's Andy. I love Headspace. Andy's voice. I could listen. And Andy's where I started. I started in Headspace. I love that. Then I got really into Chopra. Um, Eve, by the way, Eve from Headspace follows me to creatives of all the shit that's happened in my life. That's my crowning achievement. Eve is like the female Andy and she follows me to creatives on Instagram. And I almost had, a, it was like Jesus Christ himself followed me on Instagram. Jesus Christ. The people. I, I can't even look now to see if she's, I would be devastated if I found out she doesn't she doesn't follow you anymore. I, well, I think she does, but I'm not, I'm not going to look. In okay. Mind, so she still that my intention that she's still following him. Yes. And if not, there's a very good reason. So, <laughs> so, so fast forward. Okay. So I'm in the pandemic. I'm meditating. I'm on my Peloton. I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying, I'm working like round the clock to keep my people employed, to keep the work going, feeling really responsible. And my marriage is falling apart, shining a light on a lot of things that were problematic that I was escaping with work and not being present. And so being present brought a lot of things to the surface. So one of the things, so that we start to go into like a couples therapy and I'm a big believer in therapy. So I've been doing therapy for a long time and couples therapy. And at the same time, I was also practicing Al-Anon. My daughters, both daughters are sober. And my oldest daughter really struggled quite a bit with addiction. And so that was a really, really challenging mental health issues. And that was a challenging journey for our family and for me in particular. So Al-Anon was really a savior for me. So I'm doing all these things, you know, for self-care. I'm meditating, I'm exercising, I'm at Al-Anon, I'm in therapy, I'm in couples therapy. And then something came up in, in couples therapy where like, you know, like many people during the pandemic, there's a lot of wine being consumed when you're drinking coffee to get up in the morning and then drinking wine when the, when the laptop shots and you sit down and have dinner and then you go back to emails and more sure. work, more wine. I, so, was, I was already on a tear and then they're like, Hey, like the liquor stores are open, pour yourself a stiff drink. It's going to be a rough couple of months. And I, I was like, I'll take that bet. Yeah. And I ended up in AA. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, it wasn't until my ex-husband in a, in a couples therapy session said, you know, that the therapist was like, well, what's going on? He's like, we're just fighting. And, you know, she's looks at me resentment at the dinner. Where are you fighting? We're fighting at the dinner table. And he goes, I think maybe there's something connected with all the, all that we're both drinking. And he said, I wonder if we took that out, if that would, if that would change things. And I, and I, for some reason, again, I have, I have a little bit of a, chip in me that I'm like all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, then no booze. Then I don't want, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a mean person. I don't want to be, you know, unkind. I don't want to be aggressive. No, no, I don't want to fight because I don't like to fight. And he's like, well, you don't have to take like completely knock out. I go, no, no. And so that was two and a half years ago. And I just decided I wasn't going to drink. And then it was really fascinating for me to discover what I was numbing with mm -hmm. alcohol. Both yeah. from a work, from a work standpoint, from a personal standpoint, emotional, mental, physical, and there was no looking back for me. It was just like do the work to get through it, and then it was like I've had, you know, but can say honestly, I've never felt better. Yeah. And so, you know, that combination of, and so, and then so, my marriage ultimately, we decided to end it and get divorced, and I moved to Santa Monica into the beach, and then I was basically, you know. And it, it, the work, it didn't matter where we were working, but I was like, oh, I've always wanted to be closer to the beach. As you know, Disney is further on the east side in Burbank, right. London, in, in Los Angeles, outside of Los Angeles. So lived at the beach, walked on the beach every single day, meditated, ate clean, felt really, really, really much better, much better. Yeah. And and I and I think ultimately, 
you know, when I took on the Walmart role during the pandemic and it was all remote and really was very intentional when I started that job that I let myself not, I didn't take care of myself when I, as, as well when I was at Disney. And I kind of had certain points where I was like, like not sleeping, not eating well, drinking too much, working around the clock. And I was exhausted and, and anxious. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to really protect my mental health, my emotional, spiritual, physical health, so I can be a better leader so I can be present, so I can show up for my people. And so I can be proactively creative as opposed to reacting to everything. And that go back to big giant loop back to meditation. Right. What am I focusing on? What is my purpose? What is, where do I wanna have impact? And what do I need to do that today, every day? And, and just, I think the big, one of the biggest learnings for me was just the, yesterday doesn't matter. It's like, I'm not, not no regrets right? Because it's all learning that got me here to today. Tomorrow, who knows? Like, let's be present. Let's be here today and, and be present for the people that you're living, working, loving. And there was like one of my favorite mantras from the first 21 day meditation with Chopra was this mantra of this too shall pass. And it was such a light bulb for me that was no matter how bad this is, you could be in the shittiest situation it can't stay this bad. It cannot possibly stay this bad. And flip that to no matter how great it is, top of the world, big job, great relationship, kids are all healthy. You know, the New York, the New York three, right? Great, great job, great apartment, great, great relationship. Yeah. This is good. This too shall pass. Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too cocky. Stay humble because it could be all gone tomorrow. And so that idea of being present completely changed my way of operating. Yeah. Yeah. Being present, I think is, is so key being in the moment, seeing you document the, the journey of getting sober right around the same time that I, cause May and July, you know, it's pretty much the same thing, but seeing you document that was so encouraging for me because I think you have it in your head when, when you're struggling with addiction or you're struggling with whatever it is. You have it in your head. You're going to go there and there's going to be just a bunch of homeless people there. <laughs> you think, you know, I'd never in my wildest dreams thought getting involved in recovery. I, you know, there's so many people that, like you said, are, are like you, you are an example are operating at the highest level, but yet feel so much pain and so much discontent and so much anxiety, like you were talking about. And it was so encouraging for me who was just setting out on my sobriety journey to see, okay, you know, this, I was going to say this chick, this, this girl, chick, make chick, make this, make this woman, feel this better. woman, this yeah, woman, yeah, yeah. the strong, powerful, independent feminist woman to see you documenting what that was, what that was like. And, and talking about how being vulnerable, I think was, was important for me to see. And with all that said, how, how is your life now in comparison and, and what is different? And for people that are struggling, you know, what would you recommend? Well, thank you for, for seeing me and acknowledging that what I believe is was why it was important to share is exactly for that reason. Part of why I shared publicly, I'm a pretty, I live pretty publicly, is as a servant leader, because I really do believe in that term of servant leadership, I'm here to help others on their journeys, is to live authentically and to share my truth in the hopes that it can help others. 
So why did I share back in the day when I was named mother of the year and by advertising women of New York and working mothers magazine the same weekend that my older daughter was put, I had to leave her in residential treatment and felt like the biggest failure as a mother. Why did I share that publicly? Because I was in so much pain and I felt like a fraud and that to be rewarded was to accept with grace this award, but also acknowledge this is really hard and nobody's perfect. And for all of the other moms or dads or parents in general, trying to do the right thing, don't be so hard on yourself. And so similarly with sobriety, it was part of it was going public to hold myself accountable. If I say this out loud, I'm shit sure going to feel a little bit judged, but also held accountable. And so by being doing, and then think about there are people out there who think it's, they have, there's shame attached to addiction. It's a, this a, it's a disease. I believe in with all my, my head and heart. And so going out there and showing up warts and all like, let's go. And I've connected with quite a few people and, and the, like people that have been sober for 20 years, people have been sober for 20 days. It's just like, there's a community in that. And the, and it's like, I think there's, I think there's a high, high, high level of that unspoken and functioning addictions in the creative world because feeding the beast, right? It's like, how do I stay creative? How do I stay fun? How do I stay cultural? And I really believed that the boozy culture that agencies have, I would try to bring that to Brandside. And it's funny because I'm like, we have to make this feel like an agency. That means happy hour on Friday. That means, you know, we're going to go out into where we've got to find our pub. And you start to realize like, do we? Do we have to do that? Right. What we have to do is introduce an element of fun and play. That's what I think keeps creativity alive. And that what that's one of the things that helps create a culture of creativity. And so that our society lets us think that that's done with alcohol or drugs or whatever, like the social lubrication things. Yeah. And I think if you create a fun, vulnerable, safe place to play. And that means safe place to fail. Because otherwise, if you fail, it's terrible, it brings back all that shame again, then you're helping drive the creative process and build creative thinkers and great creative work. So I think, you know, for for people, you, you know, to bring it back, you asked me about you know, for people out there, I think, you know, it was really helpful for me to use the I am sober app just to register it and see it. I'm a very results oriented person. And if I could see it, <laughs> the I'm analytics like, oh. of your sobriety. <laughs> right. And so yeah. it's like, oh, that's a good data point. I've done this. And there's a community of celebration and a reminder. Now I don't even check it. Right. Um, but it meant it meant a lot to me as I was going through through the first things. And you know, sometimes I'll I'll say, like, you know, oh, I'm going to a creative retreat this weekend in Napa. And one part of it is wine tasting. I'm like, damn, that's something I would really like to do. But I'm like, I don't know if I can trust myself. I don't know if I, I'm an alcoholic. I know there's alcoholism and addiction in my family. I, But I do know I'm not a one and done person. Right. So for me, this is a choice of like, it's probably just better for me not to. And I like how I feel when I'm not drinking. And I don't seem to need the social lubricant. So I think the more you step into your true self, your authentic self, and you get comfortable with being uncomfortable and show up, 
I think the less you need that, but it's easier said than done. Everybody's on their journey, but I do, I'm, I'm a massive advocate for the 12 step programs. I think it's, you know, there's, there's the woo woo and there's the God part. I'm a, you know, terrible non-practicing Catholic, but definitely <laughs> think of myself as a spiritual person Right. and I think about higher powers and powers that connect us and, and to go full circle, 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 circle. Cause you talked about connecting the dots. I do think that's what we are as creatives. Someone I was talking to someone and they said, well, what you do is you're a creative aerialist. You stay really high and you see the dots out there, especially for a brand or for a, a client or a project. And how do you pull those together? So you, you, you know, I love that. I normally hate that kind of shit, but that that's, that's dope. That's so, I know. I like yeah. that. I might, I might have to use creative aerialist in my, in my bio. I'm working, I'm thinking about it. Use chat GPT to come up with like 50 different ways reword this so that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but but it's funny because i learned the word through chopra his philosophy of synchro destiny and it's it, and synchro destiny is like you know you can manifest abundance which my you know a very good friend of mine was calling me calling bullshit on me this weekend so we were talking about it but you gotta keep um, those around gotta keep you humble you know? yeah. keep, it, keep it real i got yeah. it left brain right brain rational rational intu intuitive intellectual but this idea that you can manifest abundance you can put positivity out and you'll get positivity back you can you can set a vision so i can see it i'm going to picture myself in this place like i'm going to visualize what it looks like and feels like what my life feels like when i go there and then is it bullshit or is it, I'm going to make these choices that are going to get me to this, whether it's a house or it's a life or it's a job or it's a partner and, or lifestyle. And, and I think the one thing that Chopra teaches is that the universe will send you signs and send you opportunities. And it's your, it's, it's not magical. It's your job to connect the dots and say, I see a pattern here. I see a butterfly in this and a butterfly in that and a, get butterflies but you know what i mean right yeah and this is something that i need to to lean into and there's there's a message here for me and there's also the universe will which one of the things i get the most woo woo thing of all that i heard this last year <laughs> okay which if, I, if people are with us still like this is you know we're here we're doing it we're in it. if you're Let's still see. if you're still picking up the the woo woo <laughs> shit that i'm putting down thank you appreciate you no this idea of like sometimes the universe will eject you from a place you're not supposed to be oh yeah i believe that and you know there are there are, you know we do things and it's we're not always where we're supposed to be and then there are opportunities that will come to us or we will go towards them because that's that's our that's what's next and yeah. in different chapters i love that i i gotta wrap this up otherwise i'll be talking to you for like four hours this has been <laughs> this has been so cool i know you think that i say this to everybody this has really been one of my favorite conversations that I've had. My wife is, I think maybe in the other room, I'm going to go get her an ear beating and tell her about how you're like, you're the new obsession. You're the new move over Brian Collins. Gene. Uh -oh. go. I'm going to, I'll ping, I'll text Brian and say, sorry, sorry, man. But Rob's now in my fan club. No, I, I think, you know, I appreciate you saying that it was, you're, you're great to talk to. People and I'm tired of hearing about him by the way. So that's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. only, it's only right that I move on to a to greener path. Exactly. So, yeah. Give a little gene love out there. That'd be a good, yeah. it's a good time for that. Yeah. Uh, I think we have, we have a lot of things in common, a lot of things in common, I think. And sometimes they're seen as weaknesses, you know, whether mm. it's ADD brain or addictions or, you know, challenging the status quo. But I think what what I've learned over a lot of years is those those things can are what makes you you and and can be used for good. 
And yeah. I think we're, that's what we're here for, for the greater good. I love that. It's cool to see someone like yourself, who I see so much of myself in you in a weird way, but like, I, I, it's good because I, I had this sort of like, this idea of like this long-term plan. So when I see someone who is my ideas are, are in line with, you're obviously a, a little bit wiser and more polished, but I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this shit one day, but it's just, I'm on that, I'm on that journey of finding myself and finding my, my inner peace. Yeah. Okay, where can people find you online? What's the best place to get in touch? Shameless self-promotion time. Anything you wanna say for my audience of like 400 people, the floor is yours. Oh. Oh, all 400 of you. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. And th thanks for the opportunity, Rob. Be more than that, by the way. In... I'm being modest. So. <laughs> okay. The best, I'd say the best way to get me is LinkedIn. I do have a pretty full inbox, but I go through it. I'm currently working on a couple of opportunities so that are that are still cooking still still on the, on the, on the stove so i i don't have a, a new address quite yet but i'm excited about what's this next chapter will bring you know i i do i do mentor i do sponsor i do speak i do i'm, I'm writing i'm trying to write it i've got a in true add form i'm trying to write three books at the same time so let's <laughs> see what i get done and i'm toying with the idea of a podcast so i'm probably Dude, gonna you so have to have a podcast i speak for everyone when i when i say this you have to have one if my dumbass could have one you could definitely have one <laughs> well and i may ask you for for pointers so uh, so right back at you well, i you know just get I'm me in like rub, rubbing elbows with all the cool people and i'll come on and you'll have to like edit it down but it'll be really good but you should so have a podcast i think that there needs to be more uh, genuine voices out there there's a lot of like foo-foo kind of like you know nonsense like design thinking type podcasts so I think if you had one that was super legit and talked about things we did like today, I think it'd be perfect. So that's good. Well, thank this you. All right, I'm, I'm leaving with my dignity before I say something. To you. All right. Bye, Rob. Bye. Thanks for the time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.